Welcome to Trifecta Now, Living a Course in Miracles. This is Season 3, and it's called The Course. Episode 6, Chaos, Reason, Specialness, and Holy Relationships. Consider what people with no sight might see. They cannot see the world they live in, so they imagine what it must be. That is ultimately what we are doing as well. We cannot see this world for what it offers because we are too busy imagining what it must be. It must be truly seen before we can recognize it for what it is. Quote, judgment will always give you false direction, but vision shows you where to go. End quote. So why are we guessing? We do not have to learn lessons through pain. We choose those types of lessons because we refuse to let vision be our guide. We judge and attack as if that will give us a justified and joyful ending to our conflicts. When? When has that ever resulted in joy and peace? This world, when seen through the eyes of love and peace, only see love and peace. This moment does not present the difficulties we assign to it, They come from the past or the future where we think we see what this world is. Chaos is a choice and another vision of the world we imagine. Reason sets the record straight and frees us of the ties we bind ourselves to. The first topic is chaos. Chaos is the world around us. Truth has various perspectives and no constant. We create a chaos and nurture it as some kind of meaning leading to an end. We can globally agree on its negativity and how unhealthy it makes all living organisms, specifically humans. Yet we try to harness it and feed off it like a drug addict looking for its next hit. Chaos brings uncertainty and unrest. Chaos has its own agenda and its own laws. The book refers to five basic chaotic laws we humans live by. The first is that truth is different for everyone. The expression, he is expressing his truth, is a perfect example of how we've embraced the idea that truth has many, many meanings and interpretations. But how can the truth have more than one meaning? Think about that. People will adamantly say, I want the truth. But what truth? Whose truth? The second is that everyone sins, and when you sin, punishment must follow. There is no room or openness to correct a sin. And there is no forgiveness either. A sin, or as God refers to it as, an error is something we can correct. And it will always be forgiven. Not in the world of chaos, though. The third chaotic law is the reinforcement of the fear of God. We still believe that he is a vengeful God, that he punishes us for our sins, and that he will punish us whenever he sees fit, which makes the concept of chaos eternal. We crucified his his son, and payback is inevitable and constant. This makes it impossible to turn to him for help and believe he will help us. The fourth law is we have what we have, what we have taken. 
that another one's loss is our gain. That one must lose for another to gain. People who do not like one another will not willingly share anything. This leads some to believe that what is kept from them is worth having because it's kept from them. The final law holds that there is no substitute for love. It justifies attack in the name of love. It justifies vengeance and it justifies hatred. All in the name of love. For if you absolutely love someone or something, you will do anything to protect it, rescue, or save that person or thing. It almost sounds reasonable and even honorable. You would do whatever it takes. This is where chaos rears its ugly head and turns sanity into insanity. There is a substitute for love. It's called fear. As soon as we leap into action in the name of love, we are mistaken as to what our true motivators are sorry, our true motivator is. It is fear. Fear attacks and fear makes us believe that attack is justified in every way. Illusion is made up of form and their content is never truth. Next topic is reason. The biggest deception of this life is our belief in our helplessness in the face of what is or has been done to us. The lack of acknowledgement that we are in fact the authors of our lives and we control what is happening to us. More specifically, we control how we interpret and react to what is happening to us. As soon as we can accept and acknowledge this, life and its negativity seem to disappear. Quote, It is impossible for the Son of God to be merely driven by events outside of him. It is impossible that happenings that come to him were not his choice. His power of decision is the determiner of every situation in which he seems to find himself by chance or accident. No accident nor chance is possible within the universe as God created it, outside of which is nothing, end quote. I remember when I first read that, I thought, they're suggesting that I'm choosing consciously or subconsciously the events in my life and how they are playing out. But how? I remember feeling like, wow, that is a bit mind-blowing if you think about it. But it goes back to what I said in the beginning of my last episode. When dealing with a conflict, the first question you must ask yourself is, am I the problem? We do not want to see ourselves as the problem, and we don't want to see our roles in our lives in that way. It is far easier to look towards, point fingers at, or blame others for what is happening to us. It takes the burden of changing our ways or accepting we are in control of this. Reason would tell us that we were created. We did not create ourselves. It tells us that we were created and that our creator must have a plan. I remember asking my dad if he believed that his life had a purpose. I asked him, do you think that you were born, live a life, however long, and die, period? That's it. Just here with no specific purpose or destiny. A few minutes went by in silence and the teacher in me jumped to his aid 
and asked him, you know, if he needed further clarification about what I was asking. He quickly responded, I'm thinking. (laughs) Then his answer was this. If that is so, I don't think I figured out what mine is. This is likely a common response from people who have never really considered the scope of our existence or its purpose. I do not know that finding it, it, uh, sorry, I do know that finding it is available to us as long as we, we breathe in this life. There is no deadline, excuse the pun. I honestly do not think it matters when, it only matters that we do. Reason could be explained as the voice in our head that says, this doesn't feel right. It is the inner self that knows there is far more than our eyes see and much more than what we choose as our perception. Reason is not our ego. Our ego has sided with chaos and perception. Reason is our spirit, the voice in our head that says, there has to be more to this than just what we see. The part of our minds where reason resides is dedicated to our higher self and to our connection with God. Reason knows that we are, sorry, reason knows that we are our brothers and sisters' savior and they are ours. Reason knows that unity and openness is our salvation and our home. The power we have over one another is not a threat to our reality. It is proof of it. Our power and strength are in our combined oneness, not our separateness. We need to stop looking on the surface and dig deep inside ourselves to find our connectedness. It only stands to reason that power is in numbers. The next topic is specialness. Love is extension. Love has no conditions and sees no specialness. Quote, our brother is your friend because his father created him like you. There is no difference, end quote. None. The differences were created here in this world. Here where judgment, false truth, and illusion lives. Comparison lies at the core of specialness. Creating specialness will always guarantee that peace cannot be found. Specialness is an illusion of peace and love. To make someone or something special over another or things will only end in pain. Eventually, eventually, there will be loss, misery, and sorrow will follow. Why would we purposely set ourselves up for this? Specialness is an ego creation. We make people special to us so we can feel good and so that they can feel better than others. Special relationships are usually those that are most, uh, sorry, look, they are usually those that are our most intimate ones. We make our partners, children, parents, and other family and friends special to us. We've been heard to say, I love him or her more than anyone else. Expressions like, I love my son more than anyone else in this world. It even sounds special, and it is. To us, these relationships are somehow deeper and more invested. The truth is, they are not love. We called them love relationships, but they are at best special relationships. Relationships 
with this definition of love is one created here in this world. It is not what God says that love is. Love is universal and without conditions. To love is to feel the same way about everyone God created. It has no degrees or levels. It is felt with the same intensity and connectedness as with everyone we encounter. It just is. The next topic and the last topic is the holy relationship. The holy relationship is the shift we can make from our special relationships to relationships connected to our oneness. It takes the special relationship and changes it, changes it into kind of relationship it should be. The holy relationship connects all our current ones to God and accepts that with him, we are all the same. A holy relationship undoes the special one and puts it into a place where time does not exist. It places that relationship in the eternal where it has always been. Our acceptance and acknowledgement of that existence is all we need to secure the peace and love we have always searched for. Our relationships have not changed. Our understanding and acceptance of their holiness has. Imagine never grieving for a loved one. Imagine never feeling lost or empty when someone you love leaves you either through passing or moving on. If we can learn to love and accept love as an existence, not a feeling, how much easier is it to accept love as part of who we are? Remember, the opposite of love is fear. When you feel fear, then love is not there. Love is eternal, and it just is. It is not special, but joy and peace are felt with it. Accepting each other as spiritual beings in this world to find purpose and then leaving it when it's been accomplished is easier than looking for understanding and what your job is not. It is up to you to accept and connect to the unity and oneness of our existence. That connection alone will give peace and joy, replacing the pain of attachment and specialness. In the words of the late John Lennon, imagine all the people living life in peace. We can get there if we can see each other with the same eyes of love and acceptance, equal and kind. Holy relationships begin when special ones end. Finding holy relationships is, sorry, finding holy relationships in everyone we encounter only enhances our existence, never diminishes it. I have two more episodes left in this series, and I've put it out to the universe as to what next. I am planning and developing a course, as I stated at the beginning of this series, but it takes time and I do not want to replace this podcast. I had no intention of stopping the podcast. I want this podcast to continue to be meaningful and helpful. The book consistently reminds of a of I can't even talk now. The book consistently reminds us of our oneness and connection to one another. I've decided that the next season or series, which will begin in September, might include some guests. I am very fortunate and very blessed that I have an incredible life. And I have met so many incredible people on my life's journey. I'd like to share some of those stories and talk with some people about their journeys too. 
The next series will be called The Journey. I will share more of the book's insights and stories that relate to them. I would love to hear any of your stories, my listeners, and if you are willing, I would be happy to share them with everyone else. So my email is trifecta now three. So T R I F E C T N O W and the number three at gmail.com. These will run every second Sunday to allow me time to get interviews taped and to get people together and information gathered. Thank you for listening. In two weeks, I'll upload episode seven, which is justice, transition, symbols, and fear. That'll be on August 9th. Now remember, this is our journey. Let us keep finding our way. Have a joy-filled week. Always love, Denise.